Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello, here I am. It's Nikki Glaser. It's the Nikki Glaser Podcast. It is Thursday. Well, it's Wednesday where we are, but to you, it's Thursday. F-Boy Island is out on HBO Max. I hope you guys find time over the next four days to binge the hell out of it, get into it. I am so excited to watch it. I really don't remember what happens, kind of. Like, like I I remember what the ending, like, I'm so excited to go on the journey with you guys again, and then we're going to recap it on Monday's episode in a new segment we are calling F-Anal Island. Anal, wait, F anal I Iceland. What is it? I don't even know how to pronounce it or what we really decided it's on. Whatever but I you did. want it to be. It's more. It was of an your idea. idea. Yeah, it's it's. Everyone. It was brilliant. I was so excited <laughs> that for once, anal uh, anal eyes, the eyes part was was pertinent to it. So so it solved it for me. Now I get it. That like makes sense to me. Look, you know it. You throw a lot of things at the fire, and eventually it hits. You know, two through two things. <laughs> I said the other night. That's so funny. You just said that. The other oh, night, you said that. <laughs> no, I was no, not that. But I, I was talking to someone. And I was so tired. It was, I was shooting this movie in the middle of the night. It was we shot wait, from. Wait, wait, wait! Stop right there. You shot yeah. a movie. Yes, I shot a movie on. Over that. <laughs> I shot a movie <laughs> on. For I auditioned for the lead role, but they were like, no, thanks. And then they gave me um, they rewrote a character that was male to female to put me in it because the two writers um, are fans of mine. They're two brothers. What what are their names? Fuck Aaron. I love this guy. Aaron Eisenberg. Aaron oh. Eisenberg and his brother. Um, so ben? sorry, Aaron. No, but they're so fucking funny. And the, the script I just loved so much. And I was kind of like feeling scared to do a movie when I got the, when I got the offer for the role, I was like, do I want to do this? Like I'm intimidated. Like I've never, I haven't done this since train wreck. And then I was in, um, uh, uh, Oh my God, I feel pretty. 
and but those were like it was with Amy and it was like your friend and she kind of nurtures you through it so I'm like I don't belong on a movie set so um I was kind of like do I even want to do this and then I was like no this is actually really funny like the script was already funny so even if I'm bad it's gonna be good because the lines are funny um Aaron Eisenberg this isn't him this is the actor Jesus Christ well anyway him and his brother wrote this movie and I got this role <laughs> and I fucking loved them uh and I will will Arnett produce uh this film and i was in my trailer at one point because our call time was 7 p.m and it was we shot until 5 a.m which was so weird but like i was game because i got to sleep all day and prepare for it i had like scheduled it right but i get there and um i am in my trailer after getting hair and makeup and we're waiting for this shot to be set up or whatever and um I hear Will Arnett's voice outside my trailer and I'm like, holy shit, that's what it's so cool to like hear because Will Arnett's voice is so distinct. And yeah. it was kind of, and I was kind of voice memoing um, my boyfriend at the time. And I was like, oh my God, I just heard Will Arnett. Let me like see if I can record it so you can like hear Joe. And he was just outside, like talking outside the trailer, uh, you know, talking to someone at a loud volume. So it wasn't like he was, I was recording something that he was trying to be like private about, but I just, I, it wasn't about getting the content. I just wanted to hear him like have capture his tone so my boyfriend could hear it. And yeah. can you believe his test results came back? positive? I, I, yeah. <laughs> can you believe so, that? It's I'm bad. Recording it, but he won't talk whenever I press record. So I just start decided to just like press record on my phone and just make a voice memo and just let it run. And if he does, and then I can put on my makeup and I can work on the script and like, I don't have to worry about recording well or not. I'll just capture it if he happens to speak again. And then minutes later, the writer Aaron um, came by my trailer to like hang out and just like to talk. And we are just, we got along so well. He's such a nice guy. He was so friendly. He was, he was like, made me feel like so calm and comfortable being there. We had a great conversation about therapy. It was awesome. We like shared things that like, you know, we were just like, kind of like, oh my God, I, I don't usually tell people this, like the first meeting, like we were getting like really like dark and like we were talking, cause we were talking about therapy. And I realized after he left, I record, no, then I go to put his number in my phone to be like, oh, uh, let's keep in touch. And I pull it up and it look, and it's been recording the entire time. I'm like, I am so sorry. We even remarked during the conversation, like we, wouldn't this be funny if this were a podcast? It would be the most fucked, like, our both of our lives would be ruined if this, um, you know, the stuff that we were talking about came out or not ruined, but like, and I, ha and like the irony that I was recording it the entire time, I have not erased it yet, but it's not because I don't, I'm never going to listen to it, but I will go back and erase it. Aaron, don't be scared if you hear this. <laughs> the confidence of you. I would never like, listen to in, it. Going into a place like, hey, we're going to need you to wear a wire, but don't think about the wire. Like you did it effortlessly because you didn't realize like you could have like you, taken down if you put january 6 committee outside yeah. of nixon's office in 1970 yeah. whenever that happened i don't remember i wait I what do you think watergate was I, don't you do this to me don't okay you what i will admit i do not know history very well but it was when oh. a guy named deep throat who was like his code name? <laughs> he recorded President Nixon um, doing some sort like lying. Essentially, he got caught lying and committed, uh, you know, perjury. I guess I don't know if it was under oath, but he was like caught lying, and the, the Watergate tapes were the tapes of him lying, and then he had to um, resign. Here's the thing: I don't know. Is either. that it? Is that I Watergate? From what I know, is I think they caught ah. people going through like files in black and white. That's what I picture too. But we also picture it in black and white. I listen. If you ask me about what when the Korean War was, or um, you know, any kind of the War of eighteen twelve, that one I think I got. I think it was on <laughs> December eighteenth. Um, they flipped the dates, so that's how I know that. Um, flip the day. Yeah, flip the day. Uh, anyway, um, I had a, yeah. So, so what was my point? About so how did you oh, feel? By the way, Will Arnett oh. was not on set. Will Arnett, not on set. It was a guy who like smokes a lot and has a really great voice that sounded <laughs> identical to him. It was just, again, <laughs> irony that, that someone with that sounded like Will Arnett would be on the set. Cause oh. I said to Aaron, I go, um, oh, and I heard Will Arnett outside. That was fucking awesome to hear Joe, Joe Bluth's voice. I was like, I'm so excited. And he's like, he's not coming till Monday. He's not here. And I was like, he is 100% here. I've never been so sure of anything in my life. He goes, no, that was, that's Carl. And I'm like, he's like, yeah, they do sound similar. I'm like, they sound identical. It was insane. Um, so Carl's just like a, the security guy who like, 
Like his family doesn't talk to him anymore. Yeah. Like you just but, thought like and like what was Carl talking about that you I mean they were was he was Will. just sending he was just like talking no, to someone know, from afar just... shouting. And I was like and and it sounded like Will Arnett kind of like being cool with the crew and I was like, Oh, Will Arnett's cool, like he's just hobnobbing with the crew. Yeah, but it was yeah, the crew. Yeah. Dude, Will Arnett, um, he's so chill. He's in charge of I bet crafts. he is cool with the crew. Who wouldn't be? Anyone who's not cool with the crew, what the fuck is wrong with? Like, I was talking to crew on this set, and I was like, because this at one point, um, you know, in between scenes, I sit down, or I'm looking for a place to sit, and, and this guy that's, you know, I think he's an AD on, uh, on the set, is sitting down on this like bench and he's like, Oh my gosh, please sit here. And I'm like, no, you deserve to sit. Like I'll, I can sit over in this chair. And he's like, do you prefer the bench? Like, which if, if they found out that I did not give you a bench, I would be in trouble. And I'm like, why, why am I more special than you? You like, I just don't get it. And I'm not trying to be like, I'm such a cool celebrity because sometimes I can be a complete diva, but that is insane to me that I get to cut the I line just, for craft <laughs> services that I get like fanned and like shaded when other people don't. But if I you're think that's watching, so stupid. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening, you if have, you watch this you rant on YouTube, sunglasses. I have white sunglasses. I am wearing a shiny like Elvis like jacket. That's so I look funny. like the most diva celebrity. Oh my god. You look god. like you would sit on top of Carl's back. Well, I feel like one. <laughs> Carl would be like, get off me. Oh, Will Arnett. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think we're going to have to let Carl go. Uh, he d did not carry me to set today. No, I heard from a crew member <laughs> that someone got fired on set uh, one time because talent did not get their lunch. And the person that got their lunch every day, his daughter had leukemia and he had to go to the hospital to visit her. And that guy lost his job because he wasn't there to serve lunch himself to that person that day. Oh, my God blind item that, how insane is that firsthand i heard that from a person that experienced person, it firsthand so maybe i got it secondhand yeah maybe that's third hand i i don't know at this point and you know hand, like maybe. it might have been sleight of hand I, I i know these stories get exaggerated of celebrities being twats but like some of the behavior is insane and uh needs to be called out and i don't know that i'm the one to do it because i do love to you know i like celebrities liking into, me uh, like I'm going to talk kinda, about Kim Kardashian on the um like Kim Kardashian called me out for slamming her or not she didn't call me out the sun this you know those dumb British tabloids the US version of the sun is like Nikki Glaser slams Kim Kardashian for you know rips I think they said on her fake you're right yeah yeah Oh, rips, rips. Thank you. Rips. And they said reality TV rival because of my billboards. There's precedent because of my billboards that E wrote and produced said keeping up with the keeping up is so last season and or so last year. And so they were like, that was the first one. They were like, Nikki Glazer skewers the Kardashians with, uh, you know, uh, this billboard and then so that's precedent so now i'm their rival but all i did yeah. was call out that she has more work done than she tells people and that you need to be i think people need to be transparent about it and on they're gonna bring it up and then all of a sudden the, yeah that sun thing came out and and Wait, they even quoted me as saying who's... fake they use they who's... use quotations in the headline fake i just want to say that is i could sue for that because i did not say fake yet they quoted me as saying fake so like honestly i could sue because I, it, it's unless they it, unless I said I'm sure I've said fake at some point in my life so they can quote the, oh you said it on you said it on this podcast that we're listening to right now they can yeah. always be like you've said it I'll once. represent you I'll represent but for you. me I did not call them fake and maybe I have in things before but not in that circumstance I actually said I liked Kim and I do like Kim I think she's funny I am rooting for her and Pete I think they're adorable I think I would be friends with Kim Kardashian I just. And you know what? Who am I to be like you? I don't need her to tell the whole story, but I want to tell people the whole story that I know. And it's with no judgment on her. And I think that people that have work done should be open about it and proud of it. And like, I can afford this thing that makes me look fucking amazing and like keeps me, you know, youth. Like I found the fountain of youth. You can't afford it, but like I found it and I get to use it. Like, that's what I'm doing. Like you would, you would do it too. Like, I wish they would just yeah, be more but she actually open about owns, it. She owns the fountain, and it's in the middle of their foyer. I foyer. watched their foyer. Foyer. <laughs> the foyer. It's like fagua. If if it was a house, you know my what I favorite, mean. It's um, like deep. My favorite MC is uh, at the cellar is Artie Fawa. Um, 
Uh, there was another Fawa I was going to, oh, uh, my favorite Philadelphia uh, area sandwich gas station is Fawa. Uh, <laughs> but how do you make an F? There's got to be a joke there with F in it. Anyway, so I. Um, F Wawa? Wait, what What did you even say Fawa? Instead of, what was the real word you were saying again? Foyer. Oh, yeah, foyer. <laughs> they do have one in their foyer. Do So I watched, a th- I follow this woman on um, YouTube and. You know, she does a disclaimer at the top where she's like, I am not here to shame celebrities. I just want celebrities to be more transparent about what the work they've had. And she's had a ton of work done. And she did a video about Kim Kardashian. And based on this article Kim Kardashian just did that came out, I guess, yesterday, where this girl like kind of takes it apart. And she's very fair and very measured and very intelligent about what she how she assesses someone's face to say if they have worked on it. It's all speculative. It's not her saying that they've had she's had it done. But she says, based on the information. In this article, I can say almost 100% with with surety, allegedly, that Kim Kardashian, yeah, um, because usually those influencers usually say 110% when they mean 100%. So 100% is actually less. She says, I am 100% sure that Kim Kardashian, she doesn't say 100%, has a medical clinic in her house, that they have an ability to do surgery and have lasers because they have a medical clinic within their compound. So they don't have to go leave anywhere looking bruised. They don't have to sneak into a place off Wilshire. She's like, I am confident based on, you know, what Kim Kardashian said and alluded to in this article that they have on staff surgeons like in their house. Yeah. It's like having like a recording studio in your house. She's probably yeah, it's kind so- of like a podcast room. You're right. Like, I don't want to go down to the studio. That's the podcast. Like, Podcasting is as important to the card or, uh, you know, plastic surgery is as important to the Kardashian brand as podcasting is to me. It's like, I, you know, I would have done the same thing. And the amount of times they probably go into that room, they're like, dude, come on. You don't, it's like, I am in the middle of night <laughs> instead of going to the kitchen. They're like, okay, she I literally get does. my ass lifted six inches. Dude, that is so funny. You say that because <laughs> she literally does. She says, I, she goes, I care about looking beautiful more than 99% of people. Um, it's just what I, I care about staying young and looking beautiful. That's what she says. And I like that. Cause it's honest. She's like, I just take it very seriously. When I get home, I go and I do, after I put the kids down, I do laser treatments, which is like, yeah. you can't get a laser treatment without like medical professionals. So that's what kind of is the evidence there that that woman said, but that's what she does after, after a long day, she goes and gets like these painful laser treatments and, and, you know, it does take work, but it is the woman in the video is just like, you do, maybe you don't care. I bet a lot of women care as much as you do, but they don't have access to lasers after they put their kids down, but they would do it. A lot of people would go, well, she was almost kidnapped and killed in Paris. So she needs things, everything in her house. I'm sure that she probably has like a McDonald's in her house. She Dude, probably I has bet that is, a oh, she was, can you imagine how traumatic <laughs> that was? We do forget about yeah. that happened to her. Yeah. That is fucked up, dude. Like to be, she burglarized and assaulted by armed gunmen and like tied up like that in, in a foreign country fucking terrifying so like i i like him and i like her i like i feel for her so anyway i'm going to talk about it on the talk today to, on today's talk and i just want to be very mindful of being um a, a, like having her back and not i don't want to get another headline of me skewering kim because i like her so I got to think about how I answer that question tomorrow. So wait, so go back. Oh, well, I got to go to break. But break. Yeah, we're going to go to break, but I'm going to reveal on the next segment uh, why I lived Andrew's almost in one of An- what could have been one of Andrew's cursed moments of his life had it happened to him in 2008. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots. 
the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I never thought I'd take my three young kids to Sicily to solve a century-old mystery, but that's what I'm doing in my new podcast, The Sicilian Inheritance. Join us as we travel thousands of miles on the beautiful and crazy island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a mystery for the ages and untangle clues within my family's origin story, which has morphed like a game of telephone through the generations. Was our family matriarch killed in a land deal gone wrong? Or was it by the Sicilian Mafia? A lover's quarrel? Or was she, as my father believed, a witch? Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. All right, we're back. Um, you say I said 2008, you said 2005. This was probably your dream because I gave it away to him already. He knows who I encountered last night. And so, um, I'm sorry, I gave it away on the break. I wanted to do it on air, but I flubbed it. Well, you know um, how much I was obsessed with this guy? Because I think you only said the first... I said the first name, and you knew instantly. Syllable. I don't even oh, think you yeah. said the whole oh, name. Oh, yeah, I might have just started, was, like... Yeah, it was just a sound. Breathing before I said I the name. Yeah, yeah. I, man- I really just projected... Just how my body winced as I was about to say it. You sensed who it was. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't know how to feel about anyone anymore. (laughs) He's very nice to me. Very nice to me. That's all I'll say. And I was, I got to admit, flattered. So um, last night I performed at Supernova. I met two besties that approached me after my set. And I loved meeting them. They were so freaking nice. Liz. And then there was another one. And I forget your name, but you were so special to me as well. So thank you for coming out. And then Mel Eisenberg. Hamdrip. Uh, uh, no, I met Mel, uh, Madeline, Madeline. Yeah. At, she'll have to see uh, voice yeah. Now. I met her at the comedy store and oh, okay. she was lovely. Her and I believe her sister, that was the set I had after. So I had three sets last night, but, um, at the, at the supernova, I got there and poor Mark, the guy who runs the show was like panicking and just was stressed out and kind of like, Oh, having one of those nights. And I was like, it's okay, buddy. It's just a show, you know, we'll be okay. And I could tell he was just like, 
just stressed out and uh, I wanted to leave his stress. So he was like, Hey, um, uh, so, and I was like, well, when am I up? And I was supposed to be up. Like I had a time schedule and I was there for it. And he's like, um, so Jeremy Piven's up next. And then, um, and then it's you. And he was so scared to tell me because, you know, getting bumped by anyone at uh, that, that place is always like very reverential of me, but actually I don't like to bump anyone. If someone thinks they're going up, I hate when I have to come in and like knock everyone's time back. I'm mindful of it. If it ever happens, it's because a producer like just is like, we got to get Nikki in. I have never sent anyone to bump anyone. So if I, I apologize to any comedian ever who gets quote unquote bumped by me, I, unless it's urgent, I will never like, I'll always wait and I'll always like ask you. But anyway, so he, I didn't care. And I was like, I've never mm-hmm. seen Jeremy Piven perform. And also I was an entourage fan. So I'll just watch a set. How have you encountered Jeremy Piven? What did he mean to you, Andrew, as a uh, one of the number one entourage fans back in the day? I mean, he was everything to me. I mean, he was my. <laughs> was son. he your favorite character? Uh, yeah. I mean, he was. A, you watch it now; it's cringy, but it's it's still funny. Like he's still, and uh, he's I think great. He really actor. represented that time, and I think he was a great actor in it. And Man, I think- he. I loved him on Ellen's show. He had a very big range. Like he's a good actor. Like he fucking oh, yeah. his love for Lloyd, even though he was insanely uh, racist and and derogatory, but there was a love underneath it, which I think yeah, he was is, a complex person that you rooted for, even though he was a piece of shit. And that's hard to do to portray. He was smart. He was a good husband. He cared about his kids. However, he was a and he and he cared about his who he was representing. Like it really felt like a connection with him and Vince. And yeah, any guy fucking watching that show, it completely constructed my whole personality. Did me you hug it tables, out, bro? Me by- with your friends? Like, did you do like hug it out? Yeah, after that I did was cocaine, his line, right? I hug it out, and then I would fucking yeah. Would you say hug, hug, hug it, it out? out? Like, would you do? Yeah, because that was his line, right? For people who don't know, because it was such a show that was on a while ago, but a, a lot of our listeners have no idea. He was the agent to Vince on Vince is the lead character of on Entourage, and Ari yes. was like the cunning hilarious uh he kind of reminds me uh what other characters would he remind you of like that he's been i mean he's like, great in pcu have you ever seen pcu no movie? no he was in something else too but he was i really liked him on ellen he's Ellen's in serendipity show, ellen. he's the friend he in serendipity i haven't seen that either i just know he like <laughs> like uh rips up i remember the trailer and being like that's probably gonna be my favorite movie and i never ended up seeing it but i love kate beckinsale and Who's the other I guy? Think you'd like that? it. It's one of those cheesy ones where, where they, he it, rips it up and he throws the papers and he's like, "If we're meant to be, we're meant to be." Well, that's what happens in the worst person in the world. Have you guys seen it yet? It's whoa, 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 whoa! I'm halfway in. I'm halfway. Sorry, okay, got it. How do you like it? So I far? didn't know it was subtitles. You didn't tell me I'm reading a book. You got to let someone know. You Andrew, can't recommend a movie and then expect them to read a book in two I days. I do not think it needs to be <laughs> noted if something is has to be going disclosed. To have to be- it has to be I assume you have <laughs> are literate. I have watched you watch narcos and miss entire scenes in a different language that you don't speak when you're on TikTok and then look back up and you'll miss an entire murder and like an entire yeah. like uh, you know I'm like, covert that guy deal. Died? I'll catch it in the uh, But wa- the- I would observe you and be like there's no way this is a huge plot point that he is missing cuz he's entranced in TikTok right now and he can't be hearing it even. <laughs> eh, because I'll, he get doesn't- it. I'll get it in the recap. It's so I funny. always get it in the recap, but yeah, you got to pay attention to this one. So yeah, no. Anyway, so uh, so Jeremy Piven. So then you see him. He goes up. Now you have. I'm sure you have some ideas of him with s- certain stories that have come out over the last few years. Are you like? It's interesting to watch something like that. A, a character that you like on TV, and then you hear shit about him, and then you're watching him. As a comedian, I just, you you know what? I can't do all the research. I mean, I guess I could do the research and just like, I just, it's exhausting for me to police that right now at at, at that time. So I'm not going to be like, say something shitty. I don't want to instigate anything. And I'm just like, I'm just there to do a fucking set and then talk about, you know, like, uh, and observe. But what my experience was, um, I thought he's obviously new at comedy and, is he that new uh, he has at this a great point, impression. Though? I think so. Yeah, yeah probably. But he's up against people years. that have been doing it twenty yes. plus yeah. years. It's like it's you know it just stands out because it would be the same thing. There was something about it I liked that I have to say is that it's something he obviously cares a lot about. Probably always wanted to do. Got a late start, and I admire any adult who starts late in something that 
you look foolish when you're compared to the people your age For that sure. are also doing this thing. So I, I like, and it, and he didn't look foolish. I mean, he has good, he has a couple really like well-written, well-crafted jokes. And then there was like a vulnerability that I liked of him talking about like being angry about uh, certain actors who are working and he isn't like having bitterness about his career is, is, is funny and interesting. And so there's definitely something there. Like he, you could clearly tell he's like, this is something he's always wanted to do and pursue. And so I have respect for that, but yeah, that's he, and he brought me up and it was very nice. Cause I was like, does he even know who I am? I went to a, the premiere of an entourage season one time. No, no, it was season like three or something. I just moved to LA, whatever, 2000, six the summer 2006 whenever that came out i got tickets tickets i got um like invited <laughs> through my manager who was like hip pocketing me at the time and i invited anthony jesselnick and he was down to go and we went and i guess it was like a date i don't know i don't even fucking know but um it uh <laughs> but i just remember it was so good that might have been one of the kiss things i've ever done is going to an entourage party and <laughs> i was did like you, so did out you of smoke place a cigarette there <laughs> Oh, if I, if, if, yeah, if we were smoking indoors, I was definitely smoking inside there. So what do you wear to an entourage? Like, I don't even, I can't even imagine what I wore. I had the worst fashion sense back then. I don't know what I wore. I really just hope that it was, I got lucky that night because it, it then by some off chance, I was like, looked kind of innocuous because if I was ever trying to stand out fashion wise back then, it was a nightmare. Um, but, uh, yeah, but so I remember he looked, he night. checked me. Yeah. I felt like he checked me out one time and it was very validating. Cause I mean, that was like, he was like such a fucking stud back then. I mean, this was, and I remember being like, Jeremy Pippen checked me out, like got it. And then last night I felt very, before. I felt nice yeah. because he said, um, when he brought me up, he was, he like knew all my credits and he said I was, um, absolutely hilarious. And I could tell he meant it. And, um, for whatever reason, that praise meant something to me from the girl who used to be like, oh, he's a good comedic actor like like you know and what you know when he was famous back in the day when you used to like look up to him there was like you know sometimes you meet people that you have an idea of of when you're an adolescent or like a young adult and you idolize them or you like famous people oh, they can do no wrong a, yeah like i i still do it I, I love famous people and i get like excited just to meet someone that i'm like oh my god i like used to watch you on tv and like i had no idea i'd ever like be like meeting you there's something cool about that and I have to admit that that was cool to me. And I said that on stage, I was like, Jeremy Vivian thinks I'm funny. That kind of feel that strokes my ego in 2004. <laughs> 2004, Look, Nikki is loving life. Yeah, dude. If he uh, if he liked Vince and he he you know he had to deal with Eric, that was tough. No, he Eric yeah. didn't really know who he was. He Who's was a manager. Your favorite entourage character. Uh fuck. I mean, I would probably say uh, Turtle or Drama. You know, Turtle came oh, yeah, to my one man show. It. Remember? Oh, that's right. That was so fun. Oh my god, yeah, Turtle was I there. Why was the he there? there were, you guys, it was a black box theater of like seventy people. I mean, it was yeah. like packed, but it was a small theater, and Turtle was there. That was why was he there again? That's bizarre. He was, you know, I have some rich friends that somehow are connected. Did that with mean other... so much to you? I mean, talk up like. Well, he came up to me like, afterwards. And he you goes, did your most like vulnerable material in front of your dad, yes. who was also there, so nervous in New York, one night only. Andrew Collins yeah. telling truth, and Turtle is there. Was <laughs> and that, Turtle, like, I, I was Turtle. Like that would have been like if Kelly me, Kapowski was at mine. You know, like I that's was Turtle. Big. I was Turtle. If you yeah, watch you were Entourage, Turtle. You, he was who you. I'm George yeah, Costanza. Yes. I'm the friend that can't yes. get it together, but has there's something in him that could be there. So if he just why, put it together. But isn't that ironic? And that was me I mean, that night. That was me that night. That was that me that you, night putting it together. Yeah, you, the guy that is most, the, the archetype of you that is yes. most well-known in recent modern entertainment shows up at your one-man show. Isn't that ironic? Insanely ironic. It's and then like after when the you show, do a one-man show and the guy you've modeled your life after shows after up. Shows up. Yeah, and then he came up to me after, and he goes, "Man, he goes, that was really good." And he's like, "Man, you you really go, you really were going through it, <laughs> like something like that, oh something like, like I thought I had a lot of anxiety, something, or I thought I was anxious, something like that, but like in a nice, like it, it felt good, no, it felt yeah, really good." The, uh, and like I go, "Now go get my fucking goes... Cadillac." That's what I said. I go pick me up now. <laughs> I'm the, I'm Vince now. Oh, now yeah, you got to join my entourage. Yeah, I go. I'm Vince now. He goes, dude. 
go walk my dog. And I'm like, dude, whatever. I'm still Vince. I'll <laughs> you pick were, up your you dog were shit. Invincible but invincible that night. I'm Queens Boulevard shit that I'm picking up <laughs> off of Queens. <laughs> What's Turtle doing now? Do you keep up with his career? He's had a my one man show. Obviously, nothing's going on. <laughs> <laughs> that was a while ago, though. Maybe he's at a pop. Like you know, these guys like sometimes people need a comeback. You know. Well, I know he, he he was on another show. He he did get on a different show. Um, Being an actor but, is fucking you know, hard. I mean, it's like yeah, I don't know. I mean, in the sense, the work, whatever, it it's not like that fun when you get down to it because it's a lot of waiting around. And it is rewarding, and you got a lot of attention, and everything. But it's being an actor is like it's you're well, lucky if you get to, to work you. consistently. I wanted to ask you when you acted. But in as a movie, comedian, I feel like I have more control. Actors just have to wait for roles to come in if they don't if they don't write, you know. But how did and you and even feel, if you do write, how, like how do you get something made? Sorry. How did you feel what? acting in the movie? I felt like, it was great. It, I, I definitely could have done better, which is what I say about literally everything I do. If I would have put a little bit more work into it, but it. I had really like a lot of fun with the character and I give Any myself improvisation? An, an A minus. Oh yeah. Improvisation. Um, as soon as I met the writer guy, I was like, Oh my God, this guy like is a fan of mine. He would love it if I like riffed on his script, which is already funny. So I felt like just such a freedom to do that. And the girl that played the lead role, her name is Elizabeth Lowe. And she was so nice and like, cool and cute and like made me feel so comfortable like i was a fish out of water there for sure and in between you know the takes we they a lot of people had questions about f boy island so that was fun to like kind of um answer a bunch of reality show questions for people and like have a little like like this act the scripted world i was like i'll tell you what it's like out there in the unscripted waters yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was fun and they all watched the show so they were like excited to be like wait a second so like is garrett What's Garrett up to? Do you like even know if any of them are still together? And like, it was just fun to like dish. Dude, I was literally listening. I was looking at um, old cast members' Instagrams yesterday because yeah, you put up that post. A couple of them liked it, and I just went through like a whole of going through like they're all like so where are ripped. they now? They, all they do is live. Yeah, where yes. are they now? They're all the same. They're just oh my god. Have you seen and... what's his name yet? That we're gonna meet on the uh, today on F Boy Island season two. Have you seen what is his name? The guy that is like so jacked now that we were friends with. Oh, who's, he's like, all over my TikTok. He comes up on my TikTok all the time. The cowboy. Dude, he uh, cowboy. Wait, are the you cow... thinking? No, 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 not him. No, the guy that we made friends oh. with. That was like like just a little scamp that we ended up like just feeling like we liked. What was his name? He's the only person I Benedict? followed on Twitter. No, 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 no. We did. <laughs> I can't give away what we did with like. I can't give away anything. But oh. he's the guy that lifts weights a lot. He used to be fat. He is kind of a shit talker. He like is constantly trying to overcome like did not getting laid at one point. He does MMA stuff. Come on. You oh, with the oh yes, 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 yes. What's yes, his yes, fucking yes. name? I know his name. Should we say his name? Yeah. He, I mean, the show's out. I don't. Um, oh, really? Okay. Well, New Jersey. We won't say he's from New Jersey. He lives in Houston, Texas. I follow him. Okay. Well, that gives it away more than his name would. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's more specific. There's probably more brand names on the show than there are guys who like live in New this Jersey from Texas. Just, this show, the ongoing theme is what was his name? <laughs> 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 this whole show is what's I'm that really dude? proud of myself. I haven't forgotten a woman. What's name Watergate yet. and what's that guy's name? That's the show right now. Yeah. What um, is Watergate? Um, okay. What is yeah, that? I can't remember his name, Rap. but he was a, he, yeah. he, uh, he's all over my Instagram. He's, he's glistened up. The reason up. I don't know his name is because his Instagram name is something and like not what his name is, you know, like, yeah, like striker 87, like it's something. <laughs> yeah. It's something like that. Uh, I can't believe I think back at the show it feels like so long ago and and I really I can't forget how many what happened. I'm so excited to watch it again. So many whales. Whales like squirrels. <laughs> so many whales. We gotta take a break and we'll be back with more show after this. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy winning comedy series. 
you'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. I never thought I'd take my three young kids to Sicily to solve a century-old mystery. But that's what I'm doing in my new podcast, The Sicilian Inheritance. Join us as we travel thousands of miles on the beautiful and crazy island of Sicily. As I trace my roots back through a mystery for the ages and untangle clues within my family's origin story which has morphed like a game of telephone through the generations. Was our family matriarch killed in a land deal gone wrong? Or was it by the Sicilian mafia? A lover's quarrel? Or was she, as my father believed, a witch? Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. It's so funny. I I almost want to use, like, put in what just happened because I just um, said I was going to be late to this photo shoot I'm doing. And then not only am I 15 minutes late, I asked them to get me a Starbucks too. And I almost want to play the audio of me asking because in the middle of it, I realized, like, I'm becoming the person that I was just (laughs) saying. Like, not only am I disrespecting their time by being late, but I'm like, but can you also get me, like, this really specific latte and, like, but I have to say, I feel like the way I asked is not too diva-like, and you be the judge of it. We'll inlay the audio here. Let me just text really quick to um, delay this, because I'm just going across the street, but um, need to push my... Uh, gonna be gonna be 15 late to shoot because of pod, pardon. T- 
tell them. Sorry. Okay. Um, also, also, is there any way I can have them get me a Starbucks question mark? If that's too much trouble, I totally understand, period. Um, so you determine if I'm a diva or not. <laughs> that, you just heard me ask. I was dictating it, but I feel like if they can't get it, I'll go get it, but I'm just going to be more late, if you know what I'm saying, because mama need well, cough, cough. At what point does a coffee order turn from uh, where it becomes too much, where it's like, okay, this is – this is you're being an asshole by adding 40 different directions. Usually like, people now whenever because I always preclude it with, dude, this is really embarrassing. Can I just put it in your phone? <laughs> like, I don't even want you seeing this. Can you please not look? And they usually are like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? Who cares? Like, they are so nonjudgmental. And I really appreciate that because my order is embarrassing. And I but your feel order's like not that bad. anymore. I mean, I feel like it, it has like I, a, almond milk, extra hot. Um, yeah, extra, almond milk, extra hot, two stevia, two pumps of sugar free vanilla. I mean, that's five extra things. It doesn't then sound if as I just ordered a lot like a frappuccino with no cream, light cream, something like where it's like yeah. half the cream, three quarters right. of the cream. I don't know. Yes. There's like there's certain I specific things I hear orders, and I'm just like, you, you just, you really, you just like, like control. Have, you just like yeah. to inconvenience people. Yeah. You just pour it out in the street. I just like what I like. And, you know, uh, I want to just say that I have a special out this weekend on HBO. And in addition to FBoy Island, which you guys have to watch if you want to have some fun with us on Monday. And even if you don't, we might just, you can just join us for the FBoy Island recap called F Island, F Anal Island that we're going to do on Monday, uh, <laughs> every Monday that the show is on. I don't know how many. Um, but so ch check out FBoy Island at least you know, one episode, five minutes of it to get a gist so you can listen on Monday. And then also my special, I would really prefer you to watch that if I'm being honest. I mean, what a honest. week for you. I know. And it only wild. went this way because I forgot, like I didn't want to edit my special. So my special was supposed to come out in March, but it is almost more fitting for the time right now. I'm very excited about it yeah. because everyone that I've done interviews with, like journalists, the woman that I talked to from the talk, I'm doing the, t the I'm on a uh, ABC, I think it's on. I don't know. It jumps around. ABC is the talk today. And the woman I did an interview with, she watched it like to, to prepare for what I'm yeah. going to talk about. She watched it and was like, Oh my God, you've done it again. Like everyone's been very, <laughs> all the women have been like that about it. And even the men have been like really effusive. So I have a feeling people are going to like it. I'm just like, I can't even, I'm too close to it. And also too far away from it because it was in November is, for me to like feel, yeah. you know, objective about it. But it I'm, is interesting how like, like Depending on the time you put it out, what's going on in the political world, Roe vs. Wade, like women empowerment right now is fucking, it couldn't be any more powerful to have a woman up there fucking demanding, commanding, demanding and commanding. Com the commander, Hamdra. The commander, yeah, the demander. <laughs> and just fucking crushing it. And I don't know, I'm excited to see it. I was there that night. You're in the intro. Fucking, it was unbelievable to be part of it. Turtle was there, I'm sure. And, um, yeah, I don't know. You put a lot of work into it. I saw like it develop over time yes. and, and then like, I think what people don't understand is like how you take, like you've worked, you worked really hard to get, to make it what it is. And then even when we're there, the amount of last second edits you do and you just, your brain is fucking incredible. Well, that's the only way I ever work is if the pressure's on. So sometimes it's like the last, it always is the last second that all of this creative energy starts yeah. like shooting out of me, like all these great ideas. Mm -hmm. It's so annoying that I can't be better about getting into that kind of state of flow. Uh, not five minutes before I tape an HBO special would be nice for that to happen other times. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I'm trying to think how to get into that flow because that is an interesting point that you say that like I can't do it until unless the pressure's on moment. i write so many jokes while i'm but walking why? on stage because yeah, someone's there I that i want to impress like it's yeah because i don't rise to the occasion unless i can i am um impressing someone or overcoming but something but when you're doing a show for a thousand people why why is that feeling and i'm not saying that it's not completely there because obviously you put on a good show but like why why does it take the ultimate it's like 
It's like well, that's you know, why I do the roast climbing of the Everest town. versus climbing another mountain. Like why? Because the material I feel I I I know that the material I've worked hard on is going to be better than me spouting off new material on a theater show, and I feel like so I I've invented ways to create that kind of frenetic like joke writing energy that I do. That's the roast that I do. I feel like I always wait fifteen minutes before the show to start writing roast to look up facts about the town. So that it's like an, a pressure situation. I've got to write jokes fast. They've got to be really good. And if they're not good, I can always excuse that I just started them. Exactly. So I think that's the that's protection the is like, yeah. I yeah. always have the excuse that, well, I just wrote this. And honestly, I, like, I'm not going to work hours on roast jokes for a town for one night. That's a waste of my time and energy yes, because it's a fleeting thing. So sure. it's, it's smarter to wait 15 minutes, but it's also a fun challenge. And I kind of get like, the pressure of like, oh shit, I'm about to be like, Andrew is wrapping up and I don't know what I'm going to say. Like, I don't know the order of these things. It just like makes me nervous and like makes me really excited. makes my brain just like lock in and go figure it out, bitch. Now's the time. Well, pressure makes you diamonds. Say that, and then that's the most beautiful thing is like, yes. we're at your special taping for HBO and you're literally doing that backstage. And then it's one thing to like, come up with it or come up with a line but then to perform the line effortlessly really is remarkable and you should give yourself more credit for that because it really Thanks. is and, and i don't know it was really cool to see so i'm really excited to see the special thank you and yeah um, i yeah it, i'm really thanks andrew i really appreciate you saying that like i feel like um like there are things i look at that i, I could say I, I really wish I could redo it. And the, uh, so many frustrating choices I made that I'm just like, God, that was lazy. Come on, Nikki. Like, you know, you can do better. And I know that I failed in certain ways, but I think that the places I've now realized, like the places that I may have quote unquote failed in terms of not sharpening, not like making, picking the best choice of words or not stumbling over something, uh, add a kind of, casualness to it and like a more comfortable like conversational yeah. quality to it than a very performative stand-up show so i think that there is like something to be gleaned from the um, casual nature of the performance that might be from laziness but also is interesting and artistic but in and of itself i think it's artistic especially with what you're wearing what the situation is like it's almost like the casualness while wearing something so like you know what I mean? Like it, it's an opposite effect that yeah. it, I'm sure is tantalizes the brain somehow. I don't yeah. know how, but I'm sure it does. No, and it, I honestly, I watched it and it's fun to like, I look pretty hot during it. I got to say like the same way I watched Dua Lipa and I'm just like, God, fuck. I could like watch her. Like I admire when a woman's body just looks like, fuck, that's sexy. The whole time I like forgot I was me and was like, damn girl. And I was like, oh, that's me. Like it, cause I watched it with my parents to shoot this promotional video that I'm having edited. So I'm going to like cut all their clips together of them, like groaning and saying like, Oh God, Nikki, don't say that is the first time they see it. But I watched it with a year them, from so now. I... will be your porn. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be. The same. <laughs> That's my pussy. That's my pussy. And There's my no like way. Crying. Mom. I'm proud of you, Mom. Nick. <laughs> That's my daughter. All right. I don't know why I gave your dad a knee. <laughs> Try to do an impression of my dad. Like, what would it sound like? Because Kirsten low. always did one, it's, and it was like Australian. It was like, "Hey Nick, hey, you want to come out hey, and do uh, hey, Nick. play the guitar?" Hey, hey Nick, uh, you know Cincinnati is uh, the best town in the. Uh, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> it's, I don't know why it, my dad impression is not even close to what he sounds like, but it's always just like it's like this, like it's just like a classic, like you know, it just uh, sounds like a shirtless man, like in a river, like fighting a fish. Oh, all right. Something that's, like that. That's what I don't I know. Your dad's you shirtless a lot on Instagram. I'm like searching through. I see all these. Wouldn't like, you be? I mean, he looks great for like. <laughs> hey, I'm not hating. Sixty I'm eight. Hating. He's gonna be in August. He looks amazing. I'm like, yes. I'm so glad I have a dad bod. This is gonna last. No, your dad's shirtless in a way where it's like not. It's like my stepbrother when he's shirt. My stepbrother can be shirtless and and go into a gas station. Yeah, my, no not, my dad's not doing it to be sexual. That was my no, dad's never a, been like I'm hot. It's kind of yeah. It's kind of like you when you say I'm wearing these clothes where I feel good. Yes, not for the other person. Your dad doesn't put out his shirtless photos for other people to go nice body. It's just yeah. This is his element. Final thought. <laughs> I want yes. I want to be clear that I I will say like I did. I, I look attractive during it. I look uh, cute. I'm healthy. I like 
uh, I just look like I'm having fun during it and I was having fun. And so um, I hope people watch it and I hope um, young teenagers sneak it um, and like, and just get titillated by it and talk about it because I think it's good for young people to watch because I make the point in the special, but I don't think that, I don't think we should shield our kids from, you know, hardcore porn, porn in general. Yes. Never let them watch that. But someone talking <laughs> about the idea of porn, someone talking about the idea of sex, an adult who's not saying it's awesome. You've got to do it. Oh my God. Fuck. You're not cool. If you don't do it, like shielding your kids from that is a good idea. Like bad propaganda about like sex is good. Yeah. But me talking openly about what sex is, is not going to scar your child and your child is not, if you don't have a lot of faith in your child, if you think your child's going to hear me say, just talk about the idea of sex and they're going to go out and go, I need to do that. Like, I don't know. Kids are smart enough yeah, to go. Not I'm not, I don't need to do this now. <laughs> what kid, child I was teen. not a kid. I was not. What'd you say? Child or teen? Cause even like a child teen, like children, there were things I heard when I was a kid or witnessed that obviously I shouldn't have happened too young. But, and, and, and I'm not talking about situations of abuse, but if a kid overhears something, hears something inappropriate, usually when you're a kid, you don't understand because you don't know anything about sex or anything like that. And that's where it can get tricky with like why molesters like get in with kids easier because kids don't understand it. They don't even know anything about it, but kids who have the general idea of sex and they watch my special. I don't know. I used to be a kid. And when I saw adult material, I knew it like that I wasn't that I was I almost was like, God, I'm gonna have to do that someday. Like, I was like, I'm so glad I'm a kid. And I don't have to do that. Like, I wasn't one of these kids. that's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. Because everyone should get to like, kids are smart enough to know that they don't get to do things yet. Don't you think? Yeah, I don't remember watching Poison Ivy and seeing the girl get fucked on top of the car and being like, I gotta go buy a car. Like, I'm gonna go right. Fuck. You can leave it there. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> Me yelling at the staff again. <laughs> I said thank you, and I did it in a very nice tone, I think. Check the tape. Check the tape. Don't rewind. Uh, you're already wearing a wire. You've been this whole time. Well, Carl. we would get to fr- Fanthrax right now, but we're out of time. Can we do one and just to say we did it so we don't skip one? Do we have one, uh, Noah? Uh, Sure. I'm sorry, girl. Let's like, play. Oh, oh. We got to play this. Okay. Here's uh, our one Fanthrax for today. Fanthrax. Fanthrax. Long-time listener, OG bestie. Hey, it's Hala. Um, I was just listening to that episode where you were asking if anybody had Hala. been avoiding something in a relationship that then came up on TV, and I was reminded of something I hadn't thought of in forever. Back in 2007, I was in a really fragile mental state. I'd spent a year in psychosis too afraid to get help because um, I didn't know what the hell was going on, and Meanwhile, in tandem, I was hanging out with this guy. I really liked him. Um, I'd confessed my love to him, and he said nothing. So Mm. with that, we went back to my apartment, turned the TV on, put on The Office, where um, Pam or Jim, I don't know which one, like confessed their love. And my already psychotic brain uh, broke. And (laughs) I started sobbing. And, um, you know, cause I was like a beautiful minding this thing. And I told my roommate that I needed to get help. I needed to go to the ER. Um, she drove me. I Mm -hmm. then got admitted to a psych ward for three weeks and I've been on the up and up ever since. So thanks for that reminder. Honestly, I hadn't thought about that in forever. If you're out there and need help, get it, please. So anyway, Hijack? Is that illegal? Can I say hijack? Oh yeah, you can go it's back. Illegal. Yeah, you can do a backwards one. Holla, holla, don't cur. Um, that's holla, my best friend since fifth grade. Oh, that's and really that your was... friend? I thought you were. Like, yes. Oh. oh no, that's my holla who is going to be on our girls trip at the Hamptons. Um, I love her so much. Holla, that is so good, and that was so compelling, and like, what a what a great story. God damn it! And it's so ironic. Again, this this episode is filled with irony because that scene from The Office. I literally have memorized. I don't have, I know a lot of people memorize office things. I don't watch the office, but that scene I've, I've, you know, I've watched the series. I haven't even watched it all the way through, but I, that scene I have watched 
it used to be I used to jerk off to that scene because it's so hot when Jim confesses his love to Pam like it's I used to literally touch wow, my one it girl's is trash so... is another girl's treasure <laughs> truly oh my god that's so funny okay with that have a great weekend enjoy Boy Island enjoy my special good clean filth that's on HBO <laughs> Saturday night um, FY Island is out now. If you would watch my special live on HBO when it premieres, that would mean the most to me. But you can also see it on HBO Max uh, afterwards. And uh, yeah, do not be cut and yeah. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, host of Womanica a daily podcast that introduces you to the fascinating lives of women history has forgotten. We've always been intrigued by stories of disappearances. Whether it's a fraudster from the 17th century who kept evading the authorities, or a novelist who taunted the Nazis and faked her own death, we all want to know, what happened next? To find out, listen to Womanica on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.